You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live, the Duluth edition. I'm Father Richard Kuntz along with Cindy Jennings, my co-host. Cindy, that was an, a fascinating uh, interview, wasn't it, with, with Bruce? It was amazing. I could hear more. There's yeah. just not enough time to get it all in. No, and he had, he, you know, for the listeners, he had a lot of notes that he has written down because he was really nervous and he just wanted to have those notes as a, as a side. Because I had the experience of being, you know, with him in his in the parish there for so many years, I heard a lot about it, and it was it's a really a compelling story. His experience obviously totally changed him, and and that's what made me a bit more of a believer. And yeah, he could have talked a lot more. I think he was a little bit. He, he got into his comfort zone there, and then it was it was it's a fascinating story that he had. It is. Is the, and that's the first time you've heard somebody have any that's, death experience. I would say that's the. I would say that's the first one that really was that felt really compelled by it okay. you know i think that other people have said well they've thought that they felt something but he was it changed him it changed his world and so uh so that was really the first time i really had somebody with that much of an impact with the near-death experience and so it's uh, it's it's worth talking about it's worth listening to to his story because of the impact that it certainly has oh, had yeah. on his life yeah. all right well we're That's about good. we're about to go into the segment where you the listener have an opportunity to ask a theological question or oh there it is there's the sound that is your opportunity to call in for straight talk. You can ask any type of question, theological, you can make it even, well, I don't want to get too much into politics, but you can. You can just about world events, what's going on in the world from a Catholic perspective, and you just simply make a phone call, which is 877-795-0122, or go on our Facebook page, Real Presence Live. That's 877-795-0122. Two and uh, you don't have to be on the air. You can just leave. You can just leave a, um, a question with the people that answer, or you can be on the air. This is your opportunity to ask any type of theological question, either on the phone or on Facebook. We're looking for listeners, and as I always say when I'm when I'm uh, hosting the show, the calls always seem to come towards the end. Although last time we did this, they oh, kind of came great. early on, didn't yeah, they? And I they think did. that's probably because of my pestering people to actually. <laughs> it uh, works. Um, you uh, guilt them. I do, and that's all about Catholic guilt, so that's a good thing. I don't mind Catholic guilt. So, Cindy, maybe before uh, before we get a call, it's like somebody's going to be coming on here pretty quickly, or at least a, a question's coming. Tell us a little bit about your evening. You had an odd evening last night. Well, I've had a sick child for about seven days, and I really thought we were fighting COVID. So we oh. just stayed at home and suffered. Yeah. And it just got to the point where he kept saying, I want to die. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Okay. So I have several people I know in the medical field, and I just kind of reached out to them. And I was just trying to get a rapid COVID test to try to narrow that out, and that was impossible. You brought so, Okay, you were going to bring them to emergency? What happened? Well, I was just going to bring them to a clinic to get tested, like one of those drive-thru yeah, clinics. Yeah, yeah. But then something I said to um, one of the doctors made him have serious concerns. Okay. He's like, you need to go to the ER. Oh. So we did. So we headed down there, and it ends up that he has uh, meningitis Boy. and Lyme's disease. Both. Or Lyme's meningitis, yes. Oh, okay, all right. And so uh, you were at the hospital all night. So I was at the hospital. He's getting, I mean, his neck was really stiff. He was in just major pain. So Is he going to be this okay? This morning he looks way better. Okay. I hope so. Um, they did start all kinds of antibiotics, and he's going to be on antibiotics for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Probably with this, but hopefully... We caught it early. I feel kind of bad because I made him suffer so long through it. <laughs> well, how do you know? I mean, no, and the COVID kind of throws everything right. off. You think that you're doing something um, 
that you should be doing, but it's like that kind of throws off what your plan right. is. Because you're real... like, if it's COVID, just sit, you know, right, right, hunker right. down and bear it out, yeah. get through it. That's crazy. I mean, we hear about that in the whole discussion about COVID all along. It's like, well, people are getting really sick and they're not going to the hospital because they're sick with something other than COVID, but they think it's COVID. Right. Yeah. And it's, there's so much going around now too. It's like, right. it's hard to know unless so, you go. Yeah. So I got a, so I got so a text yours? from you. I got a text from you last night saying, I don't know if I'm going to be on the air tomorrow. I'm thinking, oh, oh, we, I need you on the air. I know. I know. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. Cause I thought we were going to be checking out in the morning and I know how that goes. Yeah. So I figured we wouldn't be out till after this and they're going to keep him still because he's got a lot right, more stuff right. to do. Well, we pray for Jacob that he does a lot better here and that the, the doctors can take care of him quickly. So, yes, so 877-795-0122 or via Facebook. That's 877-795-0122. Don't be afraid to open up the first question. So I slept on a hard chair that folded out. Oh but what's your story? What well, happened with you? Oh, I had a bad night last <laughs> night. So, you know, as you know, I'm, I, listeners probably don't know this, but I'm really into disc golf. So I love disc golf. And so it's, you know, it's like Frisbee golf, although um, disc golf people frown on that being called Frisbee golf. But so I play disc golf with my brother and sister-in-law a lot. And on Sunday, I went uh, after masses in the afternoon, went to a course nearby here. And, and, you know, a lot of these courses are way into the woods. Well, you know, I'm not a botanist. I don't know what certain plants look like, but I got into a very bad patch of poison ivy. Oh, no. And it's it's almost like I rolled around it. That's what it seems like. It, it, if you saw my body yesterday, you would have thought that I slept on a patch of poison ivy because it didn't affect me right away. But by the time it was overnight, it's like I realized, okay, I've got a lot of bug bites from that from that night, from, right. from that disc golf. My, I can't, I have, I'm sure many listeners have experienced poison ivy. I had a little bit of it a few years ago. But nothing could compare. Could nothing prepared me for what I've experienced in the last twenty four hours? I my body is totally covered. But you look normal. <laughs> well, that's because I, my body's covered with clothes right now. But I it, know, but your face and, and your hands. And so, I so I, uh, I'm a good. Well, actually, Doctor Timrich, who was on the air with us a, a, a couple, a few months ago, um, uh, he prescribed me some uh, something to go in and uh, get it taken care of, and so that's helped a little. Uh, well, I should say it's helped a lot. But either way, I didn't sleep very well, and I don't know if I can sleep very well tonight. So poison ivy stinks. Yes. If you see poison ivy, I should have left the disc there. I should, and said, I'm not going to get that disc. I don't care if I lose it. Yeah, but it, you didn't know. Kind of, I, didn't, I had no idea. Anyhow, so that was my bad night. Well, you know, Dr. Rich helped me too. Yeah, I know. What a blessing. Uh, seriously, I'd be at home and my kid would be in worse. Yeah, we'll get him back in the air. He was a great guest he and is. he's got a lot going on. But anyhow, so, okay, so enough about us. We want you to actually call in. That's 877-795-0122. Or if you're bashful and you don't want to be on the air, you can go on our Facebook page and submit a question there. And if you're bashful, you can call on the phone and just leave the question with the person that you're talking to. But um, uh, we're always uh, looking for good questions. There's a lot going on in the world these days. It doesn't just have to be theological. It can be how does a Catholic respond to A, B, or C, or whatever's going on in the world today. I mean, we're in crazy times. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you mix a presidential election in with the crazy times, and it just gets even crazier between... The, the rioting, the COVID, the, the elections, it's just, it's everything gets so politicized. The world is, it's going crazy. It's going crazy. I never thought it'd be this crazy. kind of yeah. happened overnight, seems it like. It did. It, our country has had a radical change in the last five or six months. Five or six months ago, we would have never dreamt that the United States would look the way it does now. I mean, it has transformed our Yeah, our based country. on pictures, it looks like different countries, really. It is different countries. Yeah, it's, it seems like a different country and just a different reality. It's like... 
2020 can it get any worse? You know, I mean, it can. It can. It can. I, it can. I'm expecting that in 2021, yeah, yeah. just so you know. Yeah, I do. I do think just in case. after these elections, no matter who wins, I think that it could get a lot worse. You know, on the response of things, and so, you know, this is where we have to rely on faith because our culture and our society—you can't put your faith and trust in that. That has been abundantly clear, and so you know, we can look through history and see the upheaval throughout different time periods and different nations and. The people who who persevere are people of faith. If you don't have faith, how do you get through this stuff? You know, so this is where faith becomes more important. And even though COVID is limiting the size of our churches uh, because of the COVID thing, I would suspect that because of the craziness of our world, that the churches would be even more packed because people realize, I think, at a certain point, that faith is, you know, you have to have faith to get through this. So I was a priest during nine eleven, and I remember very clearly as a pastor in a just small little area, but even though I was a pastor in a small town. After 9-11, the church got more packed for, you know, a good couple of months, Mm -hmm. you know, because people realize, okay, we're we're in a mess right now. We are in a a, a lot of hurt. And so people turn to faith. They should be turned to faith anyhow. But it's something about pain and suffering and the unknown that draws people back into the faith, you know, so. Yeah, everybody should be. Whew, praying a lot more too. So we're waiting for our first question, and uh, somebody has to break the ice here. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I often think, you know, because I mean, I always have people that I know that are listening in to the, the show that I'm hosting. And I always think to myself, are, are one of them actually going to make a phone call? <laughs> so if you're listening and you know me personally, why don't you make a phone call and just call something in so you can break the ice? I'm going to go opposite. I just want to hear from somebody in a state that's not Minnesota. Oh. Okay, so that? okay. that's my challenge. I know people that aren't in Minnesota. Well, Wisconsin doesn't count either. <laughs> I know people that are in our. <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> I know people. I know people that are in our listening area that are not in Wisconsin or Minnesota. So they're well, good. So, so they, can, they call. can call in. Yep. You could hit two birds with one stone. They know you, and they're from like North Dakota Wyoming. or South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. Wyoming or Wyoming. Too. I don't know anybody in Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, I don't either. Although I knew a guy that was from Wyoming a long time ago. He was in the seminary with me, but I can't remember his name. Hmm. So anyhow, eight seven 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 nine five. Zero one two two. You're going to sit here and make Cindy and I talk without your questions. So <laughs> you, it's up to you to make this show a little bit more interesting. We could talk about our bad nights that we each had, but that gets boring pretty quickly. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or our Facebook page. So with this <clears throat> poison ivy no. in the medicine, is there better medicine on the market now? And so are you not going to have to suffer through that? Oh, I'm still suffering. You're not itching, though. You're just like, calm. Well, like I told Dr. Rich, who gave me the prescription, it's like when I'm busy, it's like I'm not focusing on it. The worst is when I'm not busy. Oh, well, how just... about if I keep talking about it? Will you start itching no, like an ape? No, but I'm, I'm here. Well, well, I'm glad nobody knocked on my door last night. Let's put it that way <laughs> at the rectory because it's like, so I looked like a ghost and I was like almost naked. So I had this, I had this stuff wrapped. I mean, I had this rubbed all over my whole body. It was just totally wrapped. And I couldn't wear clothes. It, I was in such utter misery last night. You know how bad you have to itch something, and it itches so bad. But you know that if you itch it, it's going to get worse. Yes. And that's how you spread yes, it. It's awful. So it's like for me, oh. it's like this is what I said to Doctor Rich. I said I feel like I feel like there's something alive, and it's moving all throughout my body because it started with just my ankles, and then from there, it's it's like it's evolved and it's gotten all over me. And so it's just, just horrendous. Poison ivy is terrible. We're going to conquer never, that. I, we're going to go I, there and we're going to tear it out. I'm not going to touch it. I don't I'll even know where, I'll I don't even know out. where it was. I've, I've, so I've golfed. How this, many discs do you lose? Not that many, but I, but I, but the thing <laughs> is that, that I disc golf this, this course a lot. 
And I never knew that there was poison ivy, but boy, did I find out. Oh. Anyhow, 877-795-0122. I could bore the daylights out of listeners about my poison <laughs> ivy experience, or you can call in with a good question that is about what's going on in the world or just what's going on in your life. Maybe a lot of people want to ask a priest something but never have the opportunity. This is your opportunity. It's very easy, and you can be anonymous about it. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy how many we how many questions we priests get on a daily basis from you know, people that just run into us and they have something that's theological that they want to ask or something that's going on in their life that they want to ask. And so I'm a priest, and so I deal with this all the time, but everybody else out there, most people out there, are not priests, and they don't have a, that opportunity to, uh, to to talk to a priest just about, from a theological standpoint and from a God standpoint. And and so um, uh, I'm so far we're giving the listeners an F because there's certainly not a question yet. So <laughs> we'll put on that guilt. Where's that Catholic guilt? Yeah, Catholic guilt. 877 Zero one two two, that's eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or our Facebook page. Hmm. What do you think's going? What? I mean, I was expecting questions about stuff like the riding and stuff like that. What's your? I mean, what's what's going on in your brain with all that stuff? I think it's very hard to figure a lot of stuff out. Although I think people are figuring it out the media says one thing but what's actually happening is another you yeah. know when you have with people that you know that are kind of there so uh i just think that we need to go in and stop it i just think yeah. that that should have never been allowed to begin with absolutely there's peaceful protest and that's all it needs to be and not s- some of these some of these politicians need to be locked up I've, oh I've, yeah! I mean, it's like these, they're doing it on purpose. It's, it's, and and I think I think they're doing it to uh, to have impact on election. But but even the even the uh, um, uh, people that are uh, um, uh, people that are uh, watching this from a distance and maybe un you know decided, it's blowing up in their faces. These politicians, it's blowing up uh, in their faces. These people that think that the writing was going to be good for whatever side they wanted to win. But it's not being good for them. It's hurting them. It is. Violence yeah. is never good. <laughs> and if you're a mayor of a city or if you're a governor of a state, your job is to keep these people safe. That's your job. And so if you're if you're if you're purposely allowing damage and rioting to happen, you what are you doing for your people? Anyhow, I could be on a soapbox for a very long time. We actually got a question, oh, which yay. is great, on Facebook. And so this is not a call in, this is just a um a, a question is being submitted. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Go for it. Right. I have my glasses. I she does not have her glasses. Okay, so <laughs> Stephanie, this is off of Facebook. Stephanie asked, just because I am researching a Christmas present, okay, researching a Christmas present, I don't get it, can you talk a little about St. Justin Martyr and his writings, Father Rich? Just because I am researching a Christmas present, I don't get that part. Anyhow, maybe that was maybe that had nothing to do with Stephanie's question, but maybe the typer got that a little bit wrong. Can you talk a little bit about Justin Martyr and his writings? Yes. So Justin Martyr is a, um, a one of the early church fathers, and uh, I, from my standpoint, you know, I mean, I'm I'm obviously not familiar with all of his writings, but the the writings that I find most compelling about Justin Martyr is his explanation of the Mass of the Eucharist. Justin Martyr gives us, other than you know the New Testament biblical account from St. Paul, Justin Martyr gives us the earliest, um, basically, explanation of what happens at the Eucharist. And if you read Justin Martyr's description of the Mass, it's absolutely amazing to think that 
that what is happening at the mass that we experience is ex- almost exactly what they experienced. And so Justin Martyr gives us this great indication that uh, that how we how we do Eucharist and how we do the mass is the way it's always been done. And so there's no questions about the Catholic Eucharist. You know, this is what it's been from the very beginning. And so read just for the listeners take an opportunity to, to just google justin martyr's explanation of the mass go to a good worthy website and read it because it's fascinating so justin martyr speaks very importantly for me in that regards he's got other great writings as well but his explanation of the mass is what's really most compelling from my standpoint thank you very much stephanie for that question we got a question right above that do you want to read that one? Oh. which one this one or oh, yeah. this one it's the one well up that's the, a list that oh, one's on the phone so kathy from sioux falls oh. so she oh. wins but oh, okay. i wonder if right. she knows okay. you Okay, we're oh. going to go on. Don- okay, actually, Donna's first. So, Donna from Phillips. Donna, are you there? Yes. So, look. Yes, so, I am. Donna, you you have some sort of a remedy for poison ivy. I'm glad you're listening. Actually, <laughs> I'm all I'm all I'm all ears. Yes. <laughs> I do. I do. I so, what is it? Son, who is? Pardon. Go ahead. What is, what's your uh, what's your a- remedy? Oh, it's jewelweed soap. It's what? Jewelweed, jewelweed grows amongst poison ivy, and it's a remedy for poison ivy. Oh. oh. I'm going to have to look that oh. up. Well, if this if this prescription that I got doesn't work, Donna, I'm going to go and look for that stuff in the pharmacy. Well, this, this happens to uh, make it so, because my son has a real bad problem with it, just like you. And this soap makes it so he does not get poison ivy as oh. bad oh okay all right and he preventative. and it's yeah it's a preventative wow well i'm i'm interested so uh thank you very much don i appreciate your listening i appreciate that remedy yeah you can put it around your ankles and your legs yeah. before you go disc golfing that's great yeah. thank you for that <laughs> thanks, donna. thanks donna wonderful you just, you just in the whenever the season is with poison ivy you just you wash with it all the time or shower with it. Huh. Oh. I'll have to look that up. Thank you, Donna. Nice. Although I do like seeing you in pain sometimes. Oh, thank okay. you. That's really nice. We have, we have a very nice, nice Christian response there, Cindy. All right. So we do have a listener that's not on the phone, Kathy from Sioux Falls. Please explain the apostolic blessing. Okay. Well, I don't know if she's meaning the apostolic blessing or apostolic pardon. So there's two different things, and I know that she's not on the air, so I don't know um, uh, what she means, but uh, or, or which one she's referring to. My guess is she's thinking about the apostolic pardon. So Kathy, if I'm wrong on this, then you can uh, um, call back in and uh, and say no. I want I meant apostolic blessing, but apostolic pardon is something that is part of the anointing of the sick. So when somebody is in the process of, usually when somebody's in the process of dying, the Holy See has given all priests the um, opportunity. To give the apostolic pardon, which is basically a, um, a, a it's set after the penitential rite uh, of the um, of the anointing of the sick, and it's the uh, the release of all temporal punishments. We would say of sin in purgatory, and so it's a. I always have people um, saying, if I'm ever sick, you better make sure you give me that apostolic pardon, Father Rich, because uh, I'm going to be um, uh, banking on that. And so uh, I do obviously give it often in my capacity as a as a priest. Now, apostolic blessing, I I mean. That could mean something in regards to like a papal blessing. Some people refer to that as an apostolic blessing. Uh, but, I mean, that's just if, you know, the Pope gives a blessing. But I don't think that that's where, where Kathy was going with that. But, anyhow, thank you for the question, Kathy. If I was um, a little bit wrong on how you what you wanted, don't hesitate to call back in. First time for everything. 
Yeah, for, for <laughs> me kidding. being wrong, that <laughs> would not kidding. be the first thing. Giving you credit. I gave. I, I got really. I was very wrong when I went and dilly dallied in a poison ivy patch yeah, the did. other day. You didn't deliberately do it. No, of course I didn't deliberately do that. But anyhow, so, I like the soap idea though. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to look that up. I've never had it. I've never had poison ivy. Oh well, so, do you use that soap then? No, but oh, all right. Well, just don't take me disc golfing there, please. No, I, I told my brother, <laughs> I, I sent him a text or my sister-in-law after, yesterday. I said, I am never going to that golf course again, that disc course again. Because although it's like one of our favorite ones, but I'll t- I'm gonna, what I have to do is look up poison ivy just so I can really identify it. You know, I only know three leaf. That's yeah, all I got three leaves. But I'm not even paying attention because it was never there before. I never got it there before. I've golfed that disc course so many times. But, can you uh, tell me where it's at or no? I don't know where it's at. No, the actual golf this golf oh it's at, it's montelac oh, okay so, so anyhow so uh you have you have some a lot of opportunities for phone call yet we got 877-795-0122 877-795-0122 or on our facebook page we've been getting a lot of that as well so um uh anyhow north dakota is in the house today and south dakota is in the house today are they the ones asking questions and Duluth. Yep. Oh, so we have a listener coming on pretty quick here with another question. But we, 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 so for those of you out in Radio Land, we can't ask we can't ask the question or answer it until it turns green on our screen. So um, uh, we, we know we have something coming. So anyhow, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or our Facebook page. So you said you've never had poison ivy. Never, and I'm in a lot of stuff, so I don't know. I guess maybe I'm not allergic to it. I thought I wasn't allergic to it either. That was the first time you've had it, though. Right? I had it. I had it about two years ago from disc golf at a totally <laughs> different place. But it, but it just like it just touched my ankles, and it just like it didn't bother me me for more than a day, and it wasn't really that bad. But this changed everything. Ugh. And so yeah, I had uh, uh, it was. I never ever want to get poison ivy like this again. I mean, I took a couple of photos, and it's scary. It's looked like I've, I'm filled with leprosy with how bad it. But, you know, so I put this cream on that the doctor prescribed, and it looks a lot better this morning, but it doesn't look normal. So it oh, look normal. Well, and then I had a bad week. I ripped my toenail off. Oh, yeah. We don't have to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to. Okay, I'm it not makes good with stuff queasy. like this. There's a reason I know. why I'm not a doctor. I, I became a priest, so I didn't have to deal with, like, you know, bodily fluids. <laughs> I, I don't mind bodily fluids as long as they stay in the body. All right. So 877-795-0122. That is your opportunity to call. We, we have we have a we have a few we have a few minutes we have about uh, five minutes to take on questions, um, uh, uh, so eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or our Facebook page. All right. Well, it looks like do we have another question coming up pretty quick? I don't know. Oh, okay. Looked like there was one that disappeared. Same one, Justin Martyr. Uh, anyway, so if everybody could pray for Jacob Jennings and his yes. health, that yeah. would be amazing. The more yeah. prayers, the better. But Just, the, are the doctors thinking that he's going to be okay? He's going to be out of the woods here with this? They think thing? so, but, you know, they don't know for sure. Because meningitis, that can be pretty serious stuff, isn't it? It is. My sister had it when she was younger, and she lost her memory. Really? Mm-hmm. Complete memory. But she, she was younger. If you're five and under, it's more critical because you don't have as many pathways. Okay. Jacob's actually at a good age, so uh, he shouldn't lose his memory. But we don't know what will happen. But hopefully we caught it early enough. I did make him suffer for a little bit, but... Yeah. Well, did you tell him? Did you tell him to offer it up? I kind of did. Yeah. Hmm. I always bring that up. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So we'll see. Prayers right. needed. Well, Stephanie is clarifying something. She Ooh. said, "I'm looking for a book for someone for Christmas about the mess." Oh, oh. okay. All right. 
Yeah, okay, Stephanie, thank you. That was about the Justin Martyr thing earlier. So, uh, Stephanie, my, my recommendation, well, there's a bunch of books about the Mass, but I, I like um, uh, um, uh, Scott Hahn's uh, the last, uh, the supper, of the lamb, the lamb supper, the lamb supper. Scott Hahn does a great job on the lamb supper, and basically, he's taking the mass in regards to how it computes with the Book of Revelation, which is greatly misunderstood. His is great. Um, uh, uh, Brant Petrie uh, also has a book about, I can't remember the name of it. It's something to do with the, the you know, the, the Judaism in the mass and how the Jewish faith computes with the mass. I can't remember the title of it, but it was also very compelling and excellent. There's a lot of good publishing houses out there, uh, Stephanie, that have always good books. One of them that comes to my mind is uh, uh, Ignatius Press. And so anything Ignatius Press would print about the Mass, you can bet, is going to be pretty darn good. All right. So we do have a couple of uh, um, uh, calls coming in. We're waiting for the questions to turn green so that we can actually answer them. But uh, you, we've got uh, just a few few minutes left, and so you can call 877-795-0122. Okay, we got one. Mike from Duluth. Is he on the air? Yes. All right, Mike. Nice. Mike, thanks Hi. for calling Real Presence Live. What's your question? Uh, quick question. Um, when they talk about the saints, they when they're being canonized, they talk about the different stages: venerable, beatified, servant of God. Could you? I'm sure there's some kind of stages there are to this. Could you quickly explain how uh, that goes? Yeah. Thanks, Mike. That's a good question. You know, so the uh, the. The process of canonization in the church has not always been static. It has changed over the decades. In fact, even Pope, even Pope Francis has changed some of the things. And so each stage, you have to go through certain stages to become uh, in this process of, for a cause. And to my understanding, I believe that the first one, that the Vatican accepts it, uh, is a servant of God. And then the next stage would be somebody where the, where the church is uh, showing that it approves the process is moving forward. The, the Pope will actually say, okay, this person can be called venerable and then after a uh, uh, um, uh, uh, there's no ceremonies with these things they're just proclamations by the holy see but then the beatification is where there's an actual ceremony a beatification ceremony where there has to be a miracle that has happened unless the person died a martyr's death there has to be a miracle then there's a, a usually a pretty significant ceremony that happens either at the vatican or wherever else and that's when they're called blessed that's beatification and then of course the last one before after blessed is uh, the canonization for somebody a saint so Basically, these are each different stages of which this person's cause is moving forward. All right. So we're, uh, we're almost done here, and I see another um, uh, quick thing coming down, and it's, uh, uh, all right, so it says, a woman who had near-death experience was in the same room with her husband who also had near-death. They had the same experience, and some people have commented on how wonderful experience a couple had different experiences realized. So that's Mary from uh, Wapaton, also had a near-death experience, and she was just in based on our conversation that we had Bruce with Bruce earlier. And so, yep, we have other listeners that have had that experience. And so I want to thank all the people that have called in, all the people that have uh, did it through FaceTime, uh, through Facebook. The questions, these are always good things. It's always good to get your um, impact, your input to help direct our, um, our shows. And so uh, thank you for listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this break with a very good guest and a good friend of mine.